Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Now, Female Founders with Laurel Mintz. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Laurel Mintz, and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars. I'm here with Nicole Centeno, founder and CEO of Splendid Spoon. Nicole, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us what the Splendid Spoon is. It sounds delicious. I think it's food-related, but tell us a little bit more about the brand. Yeah, so Splendid Spoon is an e-commerce business that is designed to help create peace and ease around healthy eating. So we believe in small changes, and we deliver those small changes every week in the form of meals, and also uh, support from our team and meditations. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a holistic approach to healthy eating. Exactly. How did you start the company? What was the moment of, aha, I'm going to do this? (laughs) Um, The moment of aha was when I was pregnant with my son, Grover, my first son. I have two boys now. And I think that there's a moment, especially for women, when you realize that you're carrying life inside of you Mm -hmm. that's like, whoa, what am I doing to take care of myself now that this body is in charge of someone else? Right, not just you anymore. Yeah, and I studied nutrition and metabolism when I was in college. I was a bio major, and we looked at ancient diet therapies. And then I also went to culinary school while I was working full-time. And yet my relationship with food was still like kind of manic. There was this very like food um, as pleasure and joy, um, but also this a little bit of a tension, right, with like, how am I actually taking care of myself and um, doing things like going to soul cycle or going for a long run and then indulging and none of it felt connected. Mm. Um, And I knew from my work and from my studies that there was a way to reunite the joy and ease and like just good feeling of eating. Did you go to culinary school before or after this aha moment? Before. Okay, so you were already in this thought process. You got pregnant, and yeah. then you were like, I need to do something. This is my calling now. Totally. I mean, I definitely think Splendid Spoon and sort of where I am today is a culmination of, like, my life's journey, for sure. I'm a big believer in, um, like, all paths lead to here. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a deep connection to food as, like, this great unifier and growing food in a garden and cooking with my mom and grandmothers and my dad. Um, I love that familial conversation because, like you said, there are so many parts of, of food and eating that we as women and, and the society as a whole have major issues with. It's this vicious cycle of healthy, unhealthy eating. Right. And that's like the whole mentality mentality that I'm really trying to 
um, just kind of like sweep away completely Mm -hmm. that there is this all or nothing, that you're either healthy or you're not, that it can be about one small change. And so Splendid Spoon and our soup cleanse and the program that we have put together is based on making one little shift every day. Um, a shift once a week with a cleanse to really connect yourself to healthy eating in a healthy way that's habit forming mm-hmm. instead of I'm doing this to remedy something. I'm or doing that quick this fix to, that everybody yeah. wants that um, the master cleanse or all right. these really unhealthy um immediate fixes that we think are going to have lasting effect that never do. Right. And I think that there's also this idea of your food or your diet being separate from you Mm -hmm. and your intentions and your emotional state. And really, it's all so interconnected. And if you can forgive yourself a little bit and really sink into the idea that something small can make a huge impact on your health if you're able to incorporate it into your habits— like, what an amazing thing. It's like baby steps, as you were yeah, saying earlier. Right? Totally. Baby yeah. steps are real. Like, Absolutely. I mean, and then and then you are not worrying so much. And mm. then that creates another level of that virtuous cycle because the stress element is so big. And food is supposed to be just the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's pleasure. I mean, like, there's it's so stressful. And yeah. that's really what you're trying to take us out of is that mindset right. of unhealthy relationships with food. Right. Take us through what one of those what a, what a cycle of eating with your food looks like. So when you sign up for our program, you get five or ten meals um, delivered to you every single week, and they come right to your doorstep. So the most popular program is our ten meal program, which includes a day of a soup cleanse. So you have five soups throughout throughout the day. It's like your reset day. Mm-hmm. It's your day so it's to kind food of and um, the soup cleanse that you're really well known for. Yeah. So both. This, yeah. Okay. So all of our products are designed to keep you full for a long time. They're totally plant based, and they're really really convenient. So all of them are soups and stews and chilies, congees, all of the different things that you have made for yourself when you're not feeling well or someone has made for you maybe when you were a child. Sounds delicious. I'm Laurel Mintz and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars. I'm here with Nicole Centeno, founder and CEO of Splendid Spoon. Nicole, thank you. We're, we're going through the process of what eating on this um, this cleanse and the food that you provide looks like. So you're saying people usually get a, t- a five or a 10 day cleanse? Is that what you were saying? It's five or 10 meals. Meals. So Got the it. whole okay. idea is um, throughout the course of the week, what are those small changes that you're mm-hmm. making? So I'll take you through the most popular program, which is the 10 meal program. So on your first day, you um, you open up your box and you have your meals and there's a meditation. There's some information about the different ingredients that are in your different soups and stews. Actually, that's a really good um, stopping point because I want to know, do you, um, do you customize for people's tastes? Because um, I know for me personally, like I, parsley is like my enemy. Mm. Um, same thing with cilantro. So do uh-huh. you customize the boxes for people's personal tastes? Currently, there's a set menu that rotates every okay. single week um, with our website relaunch, which is a big area of investment for That's us. Um, that is definitely in the cards for sure. Customization. And we really pride ourselves on direct interaction with our customers. So mm. customer service is like paramount. Very high touch. Totally high touch. Um and again, like that's part of our whole mission of creating peace and ease around your mealtime rituals and healthy eating. Like whatever we can do to chill you mm-hmm. out, 
we're there. <laughs> well, I'm signing up today. I'm just letting you know that. But part of this ease of, of um, and the conversation around food um, comes from your own personal passion. Yes. So we talked about your journey when you got pregnant. That was kind of your aha moment. But you have a really unique relationship with your co-packers we were talking about before we came on set today. Mm-hmm. How has that influenced um, this process for you? Well, I mean, the business element of actually putting together and bringing this mission to life is has become this other like really beautiful virtuous cycle for me. And the relationships that I've created with the people that are making the food, marketing the food, um, talking to my customers, you know, my team is such an important part of this experience. And the co-packers really a huge part of any food business when you scale. Mm. Um, Traditionally, you're either taking on that uh, cost Mm -hmm. yourself or you're outsourcing it to a co-packer. And I really wanted my co-packer to be part of my team because... They're out of the Hudson Valley, which is renowned for their amazing dairy and, I mean, food products in any category, they're like the best of the best in the United States at this point. It's a very rich food shed, um, and it's also a unique relationship in that we work together very collaboratively on all of the product development, Mm -hmm. which is, again, going back to customer service and working with our members to really understand what they need, super important. Um, Coming out with new flavors on a regular basis, understanding different textures and flavor experiences. Innovating as it relates to the brand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that requires a lot of high touch with our co-packer too, which is really unheard of. Um, anybody in the food industry, say co-packer, and it doesn't necessarily right, conjure it's, it's images. You and them. Right. But it for you, it's very different. For They're us, a it's, connected it's a very connected, holistic experience Amazing. there as well. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, they are an extension of Splendid Spoon. Um, we're able to lean on them and their historical successes in food and fresh food in particular. Mm-hmm. And their understanding of sort of the science of it, of keeping mm-hmm. food fresh and safe and um, manufactured in a way that we can scale. Mm-hmm. Incredibly Which is important. It's so challenging when you're focusing on organic and right. really that farm to table movement and right. packaging it and sending it across the country. Right. And this is the new realm of food, mm-hmm. which I find to be so exciting is you don't just go into a grocery store and you're not just like, oh, this is what I have to choose from. It's what do I want? What is important mm-hmm. for my body? What's important for my family? What's important for my lifestyle? And now with direct delivery becoming more efficient and more um, accessible to customers nationally, you can have kind of like whatever your heart desires, right? And then my responsibility as the entrepreneur is what does their heart desire? Mm -hmm. How can I continue? figure that out and and make food that really makes sense for them. I love this conversation. We're going to continue with some best tips and practices. I'm Laurel Mintz. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Laurel Mintz, and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars.
I'm Dr. Bob Arnott, and I treat pain with Salon Paws. Before you take anything for back or joint pain, I recommend applying topical pain relievers first, like Salon Paws Lidocaine Patch. Salon Paws Lidocaine contains the maximum strength lidocaine available without a prescription. It blocks pain receptors, providing effective, long-lasting, and non-addictive relief. Also available in roll-on or cream. Look for the silver Salon Paws box in the pain relief file. Salon Paws, it's good medicine. Sponsored by Hizumitsu. Here's the latest from Newsmax. President Trump is surging in the polls, but Pelosi and Schiff still want to impeach him. What's really their agenda? Find out tonight on Newsmax TV's special, Exposing the Witch Hunt Against Trump. See Pat Buchanan, Michelle Malkin, Bill O'Reilly, Alan Dershowitz, and more. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax TV. Newsmax TV is on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Fios, Optimum, Uverse, Suddenlink, and more. Check your channel guide. Newsmax TV is real news for real people. You shouldn't have to choose a... We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs Welcome to Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Damian Bradfield is our guest. Hi, Damian. How are you? Very good, thanks. From the London School of Economics, and um, you have quite the resume here. Tell me what you do. So currently, I'm president CMO of WeTransfer here in uh, in America. So we started the company six years ago, and we made this, the leap this year to to set up here in the states. Right. And the thing about WeTransfer is that it's simple. We'll get to that in the next segment. Very. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I think so. It's my grand, my great granddad was. My Everybody says that they had somebody in the family, you know. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't deliberate. I just got fed up working for other people. I have worked for other people. Yeah, well, we all get fed up for working for other people. True. Excuse me about that, but we do. Um, uh, and when did you decide to leave? The, what did you do before this? What was your first job? Uh, so the first job I had was probably working for Stella McCartney. So I used. I went to London School of Economics. I made the bad decision to quit university before that, then go back to university when there were only horrendous fees. So I had to get a job or do something to earn some money. So I, I did fly posting, so putting up posters through London. Um, I got a job working for Stella and then for Alexander McQueen and then got into advertising and one thing led to another. Yeah, what would you learn from Stella and, and the late Alexander? Stella was... Uh, in some respects, control freak. So she wanted to do everything and be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And so the amazing thing that she did that I think many people fail at is um, she would never let go of any of the PR material, video material, anything that was ever said about her went through her. And if she wanted to make a film, she would make it. She wouldn't let anybody come in and make a documentary about her. And she got that from her dad. Right? Yeah, I would think so. They were, but their control freakness yeah. kind of worked out here and there. <laughs> I think yeah. it worked out well. Um, What's the worst job you ever had? Uh, I spent a few years. It's got to be a good one. I spent a few years going back and forth to Moscow, uh, setting up an agency in uh, in Russia. That was that was pretty tough. Yeah, what year? Um, so two thousand and five, two thousand and eight, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so that I mean, they were sort of starting to figure out how to yeah, do yeah. that, but not completely. It's just a tough tough market to work <laughs> in. Um, when you decided to make the jump, what was the, what was the focus on? Just you didn't want to work for anybody else or you were ready or you had the money or what happened? Never had money. It was always about opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I was in the advertising business, design business, 
Um, most of the time we were being used to consult and advise brands uh, how they could work with other people. Mm-hmm. And social media and, and digital media was just taking off. And it was obvious that the agencies were becoming less and less powerful. They used to have all the power. Uh, if you look at Mad Men, I mean, those guys ran the brands. Sure. Um, and that changed completely. And it so, seems like they didn't work for anybody. No, the, Mad Men. <laughs> they worked for themselves pretty right. well, yeah. yeah. Um, and what we what we wanted to do was try to develop products that you know people wanted to interact with and spend time with, and that that was. And you wanted to make it simple. I mean, I think the the, yep. the hardship of of being in the technology business, which you, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, is to try to make it work, and not be so techno. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think the lucky thing that we had is that we weren't technologists mm-hmm. we were designers or we came from advertising or media so we've made something for ourselves i mean i think that's one of the most important things is don't try and please somebody else you know make something for yourself or please yourself and then because you know we weren't that technical we made a very very simple product and over time we've made it much more technical and it's much more complicated and robust but in the beginning it was very simple built in flash uh, it couldn't have been simpler a, a simple entrepreneur. We'll get to that in a minute. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Pat O'Brien. This is Business Rockstars, Damian Bradfield. What, what a beautiful name, by the way. Do you feel like you gave something up to do this job? I mean, would there have been something else? Or who's to know? It's been a journey. So, I mean, um, you know, in, before we got to WeTransfer, we had quite a lot of other businesses, other things we were involved with that didn't work out as well. Mm-hmm. And even earlier this year, we, we, you know, that term, you know, kill your darlings. We had to kill a few darlings to focus on what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I mean, we've given up a fair bit to get here. But um, I think the exciting thing about being an entrepreneur and the, the fortunate position we're in is that we've grown so big um, and there's so much goodwill towards our service that, that we are able to make these choices. So it was a big leap leaving Europe and moving to the U.S., but, I mean, uh, you know, it's only a little bit of hardship. Uh, what kind of leap was that? I mean, what's different? The weather. Everything. The weather <laughs> is a big difference. Um, I think ambition is different here. You know, if, if you, I spent 10 years in Holland. It's a fantastic place to start a business. There is incredible entrepreneurship. Um, there just isn't very much money. Um, they're not a you know a huge market of massive risk takers. America is all about risk, and everyone is very prepared to go to the edge. So you get here great wealth, but also amazing poverty. Isn't it more more competition though too? Yeah, there's there's more competition, but um, you're not, it's not a it's not a bad thing to stick your neck up here. Right. And in Holland and Europe, it's a little bit trickier. You know, mm. you you're not praised for driving a Ferrari. In Europe, if you're here, people would say you've done well. And so it's a Not big difference. Me. No? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Um, when you hire people, how many people do you have working for you? Seventy-five in Amsterdam and five here. Okay. Why only five here? We only started seven weeks ago. Okay. And they, you, you pay them as much as you pay them here? Uh, you get paid a bit more over here. Yeah. Okay. So you got eighty people. Uh, is it manageable? Yeah, have a great team. And when you hire somebody, what do you look for? I think today it's changed. So I think today we're much more interested in the personality uh, that, that they do have an entrepreneurial streak themselves. 
Um, and then I think resume and, and, and background is in third or fourth place. And um, who's the entrepreneur that you look up to? Uh, until very recently, Peter Thiel. Uh, he was definitely someone that, you know, it's one of the greatest business books I think ever written, Zero to One. Um, so he's somebody that, you know, political views aside, I think he's an amazing person to learn from. Um, no uh, Steve Jobs or any of that? Uh, so we've been compared to Apple in the way that we do things, and I think that's an amazing compliment. Um, you know, I don't always know that the way that Steve went about getting done right. what he had to get done was exactly. yeah. something that I would respect. But being compared to Apple, and we'll get to, the, get to this in a minute, is probably why your, your we transfer is simpler, because Apple made it simple. Yeah. I mean, most people couldn't run a computer until Apple came along. And Steve had an amazing way of communicating it, you know, making, making something very simple, communicating in a beautifully simple way, making it hugely aspirational, um, you know, understanding how to convey brand. That's not, not many companies understand that. Well, it's also how to explain something that never existed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's blind faith to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, the turning point was in this journey? Um, I think in 2012, we, we were having discussions around how we were going to make money. 50% of our money was coming from advertising. Oh, sorry, at that time, all of our money was coming from advertising. And my partner, Bus, had this idea that we should create channels, um, um, sort of custom environments that people would buy and pay a subscription for. Today, it's the other 50% of our business. That was a big turning point. Turn profitable the next year. Seamless. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars, back in a minute. You shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. But the legal system is so complicated, what other choice do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. They make it easy. For more than a decade, they've provided a way for regular people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom's not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, LegalZoom's the smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the straightforward guidance you need in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today to start building your own future the right way. To save even more, enter Rockstar in the... We're back. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs. I'm Pat O'Brien. This is Business Rockstars, Damian Bradfield. Uh, I love that name. It's a great name. I may borrow that someday. Hi, Damian Bradfield. It's kind of a... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. James Bond name uh, is here and he's the CEO of WeTransfer. What, what, give me the elevator pitch on what WeTransfer is. Basically, it's the simplest way of sending creative audio-visual files from A to B. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's it. Okay. Uh, and that's how you sold it? Um, it ha- we haven't really sold it. It's sold itself, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so simple. So my mum can use it. There's no sign-up. We're not really collecting massive amounts of data or reselling, retargeting, doing you know, all the bits that everybody else does, which a lot of people hate today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you use it and you send a file and you send it to five people... Probably one of those five will become a user. So our organic viral growth has right. been huge. Um, and can they send back yeah. through the same file? Um, so you open up uh, wetransfer.com. Is that it? Yeah, wetransfer.com. And we were just talking about, you see a window, and then what happens? Uh, you'll see a full screen ad or an image. Mm-hmm. Um, we curate that, that artwork that you see massively. So we have a team, an editorial team managing that. And you should see it like a magazine. Right? So, I mean, in the old days, a great magazine, you know, the front cover was where all the money went. Then you'd have some editorial, then there'd be ads in between it, but right. it was always full page, you know, as sexy as you could possibly make it. Absolutely. That's what it is. Everyone else on the web is doing little crappy banners and, and things that people don't want to see. Right. Um, and we try to curate that space so that it's just enjoyable to watch. Um, we give away nearly 30% of all that inventory to artists, photographers. So there's a lot of things to discover through that. It's about $15 million a year of ad inventory that we give away to the creative community. So you'll see that in the background. You'll see a little window. It's, you know, upload, send email, put in a text, drop your file in there, put in an email address, send it. It's gone. And no more of this, uh, your file is too big, we cannot send. Two gigabytes. Uh, if you buy a pro subscription, you can send more. But, I mean, in general, people are not... Your bandwidth is the thing that's going to restrict you, so your internet connection is going to be the thing that right. restricts. Well, this had to go uh, be on fire once it caught on, right? Yeah, I mean, today we have around 40 million unique users. I mean, really real users, not some right. of the data that you see, but 40 million a month in pretty much every country of the world. And how can you improve it, or do you need to improve it? So actually, later this month, we're releasing a completely redesigned service, and our goal is to try and make it simpler than we've made it. Um, so How we, simple could it be? I mean, that sounds pretty simple to me. Yeah, you know, it's simple, but it, it can always be a little bit faster. So people will always complain about speed. Um, so we'll always try and make it a little bit faster. It always amazes me how we, we all complain about speed yeah. for something we didn't even have five, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, hurry up, and it's like two seconds longer. And if, if, you know, if we run it at the fastest as humanly possible, you'd still want it faster. Exactly. <laughs> Why, why is that? What's wrong with us? Impatient. Impatient, right? Yeah. And um, I guess we thank Steve Jobs for that, uh, or Bill Gates, one of the two. Um, what's the culture of, of uh, WeTransfer around the office and stuff? I mean, what kind of people do you hire? And 
so I think in general they're just decent people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody. Are they technology or? Yeah. No. Um, so we've got a big tech team now. Uh, I'd say you know a third probably of of the company is in some way building, maintaining, uh, you know, supporting the the system, and the rest is made up of marketing, sales, customer support, um, office management, mm-hmm. uh, finance. Right. What's next for uh, WeTransfer? So we've been investing a lot in music in the last year. Um, musicians use us probably more than anybody else. Um, and uh, music files are you know, relatively small, but in the process of music production, there's a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. So we've invested heavily in music. And we partnered with Charles Peterson from BBC Radio 6 earlier this year. And we're, we launched a radio station with him, Worldwide FM. Um, we will be broadcasting from December, hopefully here from LA. Um, and we have a redesign coming out. That will be a new improved service. And next year there will be something new from WeTransfer, but it's too early right. to say what. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. Damian Bradfield is our guest. It says here you're a serial entrepreneur. What does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, say serial killer. Uh, well, serial entrepreneur. Never know. So, I mean, it probably means you failed a few times. Um, so you got it in your blood to be an entrepreneur. Guess so. You think of new things all the time. Pretty much. Um, you, you know what you like, Robert De Niro. Two word answers. I used to say, to Bobby, I have a family to raise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's okay. I'll that's okay. Harder. No, no, no. Don't change. Don't change anything. Um, so you got a billion files every month. That w- yeah. is on WeTransfer. Yeah. Um, is it possible? And this is actually a real question because I don't know the answer. Is it possible to get too big? Is there enough room for everything on the internet? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way that we're growing right I mean, now. At some point, we'll say, "Sorry, we're full." I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, storage is getting smaller and smaller. It's actually it's actually one of the few things in the world that's actually getting cheaper every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you, if you think about the size of the computer that we used to have in order to have, you know, ZX Spectrum 48K, you know, was this big that had 48K in it. Right. And now, you know, have a little flash drive that can be, you know, 10 gig, uh, you know, a terabyte, you know, in sort of this format. Exactly, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think we're going to run out yet. Who are your customers mostly? Are they industrial or? It's the, I mean, it's the creative community. Mm-hmm. So 70% of so our users. Artwork, music. Fashion, photography, media, advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a guy working at IBM who's producing a, a large keynote file that wants to get it to his client and receive confirmation that he's, that he's downloaded that file will use it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, it's our users use it primarily Monday to Friday. So it's people at business, either doing business or pretending to do business. Can you send full movies on it? Yep. Yeah. Wow, I mean, that's... Um you must be the biggest, the world's biggest uh, A to B sender, right? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, what? Where do you want to be five years from now? Of course, impossible to answer that because you don't know where technology is going to be. But what would you like to be? What's your dream technology setup? I mean, I think um, I think where everybody else in technology has yet to succeed is really doing Asia properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Asia. Asia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you look at, you know, Facebook hasn't managed to succeed yet in, in Asia. Uh, in Japan, it's, it, it's basically a non-event. 
you know, it would be amazing to take a product like ours that I think is super simple, that appeals to a lot of people, and that there's a lot of anonymity towards it, so you mm -hmm. don't have to create accounts. I think in a, in a market like Asian, I'm being very general, right. I think it could do really, really well. I'd love to be that tech company that actually managed to produce a product that's for everybody, as opposed to just for you know, the Anglo-Saxon community. And Asia's, I mean, Saudi Arabia, are they in? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, in. they yeah. should be in big time. Um, what, why, why Asia? Uh, because it's often seen as being too complicated mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the business, doing business in China, uh, you know, is very complex. It's never direct. You know, you have to go via another company. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I like a challenge. I think, uh, you know, if anyone, no one else really succeeded there, then it's worth a go, right? <laughs> so you go to www.wetransfer.com. What's, is there a price for use or? Nope. No? Completely free. How do you make your money? Advertising. Right. So is there advertising on the website? Yeah. Okay. But most people won't read and see it. So it's subtle. Very. Right. Okay. Um, did you ever meet Paul McCartney? Yeah. A long time ago. Okay. <laughs> He's Stella McCartney as a client. Um, if you... There's really no reason to change it, is there? I mean, that's why you're so confident about it. Is there any competition? Yeah, we have a lot of competition. I mean, but it's it's about user cases. So, you know, we're big fans of Dropbox. Dropbox mm -hmm. works fantastically. It's great for syncing and, you know, collaborating. We see them as a partner um, that sits alongside us. Uh, Slack, amazing product, fantastic for mm -hmm. doing, you know, things. We use Slack daily. You know, it's a fantastic product. But you can also share files through Slack. Uh, Skype. You know, is a is a platform people communicating. You can share a file through Slack, um, through Skype. Sorry, and then in general you have email and email. You know, the it's possible to send larger and larger files today through email. So it's also a competitor. The thing I think that's a big difference for for us and for the the user at the end of the day, which is the only person that counts, mm -hmm. is that we just have always tried to keep things simple, and human nature wants to complicate stuff. And our ego, our dreams, our ambitions, right. it's always about adding features, making things slightly more complicated or trying to, you know, get an extra buck out of somebody. Uh, well, that's what's happening is, pardon me, uh, the drop downs, uh, uh, you know, you get something and then something drops in, you want to buy this, then you yep. got to find where the X is and they always move it. You can't finish reading your article without an ad in there. Yep. I mean, how, how does it, that, that's getting worse and worse, I yep. think. I think people just forgot what it's like to be human. Mm. You know, on the high street, we always have this analogy that, you know, the, the retargeting advertising business, if you could imagine that in the real world, that you'd pick up a pair of sneakers from a store, put them down, leave that store and walk down the high street, and the sales assistant would follow you with that pair of sneakers into the next part, right. few shops, and try to resell them to you. Mm. You'd go crazy. I mean, you'd probably call the police. <laughs> but online, it's fine. Yeah. And this is the place where we spend <clears throat> most of our time, but we think it's fine. I don't think it's fine. Why? I think it's just it's just eroding the sort of values that we have as, as individuals. And I think at a certain point, I sincerely hope that people start going, this is wrong. Actually, what I would like is something, a service that respected me. I'm prepared to pay for that if I have to, just to get that away, just so I can read what I want to read or you know, view what I want to view or do what I want to do. And our business basically fails at the moment that 
creatives stop producing stuff and making stuff. Mm -hmm. So why would we want to get in the way of that? The best thing that we can do is actually facilitate them to make stuff. And the more they make, the more they'll send stuff through us. Mm. And as a brand, as a company, you should have the confidence because we've got a great product. We just keep it that way, keep it simple, and people will just keep coming back. That's what Hermes, Louis Vuitton, these amazing brands did for years um, through having confidence and through building something which is based on quality and values that... They know you'll be back. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to do a sale. They don't get discounts. Right. Just build great product. People come back. It's like Coca-Cola. They know you're not going to drink Pepsi if you're hooked on Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Hook's probably the wrong word. Damien Bradville, thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Thank you. WeTransfer.com. And we are here to inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. See you soon. So there's this guy named Jordan and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six and he works as a guide in Alaska, but then he goes to the doctor and he's diagnosed with cancer stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-BIBLE. 844-91-BIBLE. Freedom doesn't start in the White House. It starts in your house. Here's Helen Kriebel. I remember watching my grandmother spend hours doing housework, like washing dishes, doing laundry, and hanging it out to dry. They called it Laundry Day because that's how long it took. Labor-saving appliances were among the great advancements of the last century, especially washing machines and dishwashers. They freed generations of women from the drudgery of such chores. By 1983, dishwashers could finish in 30 minutes, and laundry took less than an hour. Then... The government began regulating water and energy use. Congress adopted federal standards, and today's appliances take three times longer. Now, many people wash and dry things twice, so they're not saving water or energy. The government ought to tend to its own dirty laundry and leave mine alone. It's just not that complicated. For more, check out our podcast at Lens... I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. And this is the CEO Roundtable segment. Joining me right now is two rockstar CEOs. Who are you and what do you do? Give us the other pitch. 
What's up? I'm Cole Hatter. I'm an investor. Uh, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And I just love investing in people and companies that make me a better person, the world a better place. I love that. And Cole and I are buddies, so they've got a background. So I already know what you do. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> Elliot? Uh, <clears throat> Elliot Taylor, uh, food and beverage industry, vertically integrated, uh, the alcohol and uh, the restaurants. I love that. So I like to get the segment started off with kind of letting people know the reality of being a CEO. I think it sounds trendy to be an entrepreneur or a CEO. And from an outsider's perspective, if they haven't already been one, they may think, oh, it must be so cool to be a CEO. You must be so successful and <laughs> you must have all these employees and it must be so cool to be a boss. Although some of those things may be true, I think people relate and all of us can relate to failures, mistakes, more so than we can to successes and achievements. So I'll get started with the first one and then we'll go over to Cole here. Um, I have a huge spectacular list of failures and mistakes and I always try to mix it up and do a different one. Um, the one I'll pick is hiring people too quick. And in the beginning of my company, I thought it would be cool because you can't just call yourself a CEO and be the only person in your company. You gotta hire people. And so I hired people on too fast. And in a position where you're bootstrapping it, you need to be really careful and strategic about where you're allocating financial funds. And hiring people just because it makes you seem cooler because you have a company with employees yeah. is not the first thing that you should be allocating funds to when you're bootstrapping. And so that was one of my mistakes. I wanna hear what yours was, Cole. You know, I can relate to that. And since, like you said, we are friends, you know yeah. some relationships and business I've gotten into yeah. that have backfired as well. So I think there's definitely <laughs> a due diligence period. You just remembered who I'm talking about. <laughs> there's a due diligence period of definitely whether you're hiring someone or going to partnership with someone that you should do first. Um, but one of my mentors says kind of the opposite, hire fast and fire faster, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, uh, it's, there's always gonna be employee turnover and almost like dating, you know, if you only date one person for your whole life or if you had the chance as you're growing up to have different relationships, you can see in somebody what you love about them that you might not know that you would be attracted to. And yeah. so the same is true in, uh, as an entrepreneur looking for employees is if someone meets the criteria, hire them quickly, set your standards and your expectations up front, and if they're not met, fire quickly as well. And so yeah. his whole role is is turnover. You know, he says he has literally a 98% hire rate. Everyone he sits with, he hires. This but sounds like Gary Vee. Is it it's Gary? exactly okay, Gary Vee. Yeah, so, right, so I don't know. Yeah, so Gary Vee was talking about this yeah. in Thrive, and we've talked about a bunch. He has a literally a 98% hire rate, and then you know, over 50% fire rate yeah. uh, because he just wants to turn and burn. So uh, I think for long-term relationships, it's important, and especially for partnerships. That's specifically yeah. where I've been burnt is letting people not just work for me, but in uh, mm. as far as whether yeah. they have equity or are a major decision maker who literally turn out to be frauds. And yeah, uh, yeah. I lost I lost big for that. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> and to play off your point too, I mean, with, uh, you know, you know, taking that responsibility with the failures, no matter how many, how good you think your employees are, if they screw up or if something happens and, and it reflects poorly on the company or the business that you're in, no matter what, the buck stops with the CEO. You're always gonna take the fall, always gonna have to step up and take that blame. And so you just have to always be willing to do that no matter how good your employees are, for sure. Just curious from your guys' perspective, what do you think is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, giving, <clears throat> giving up, uh, you know, parts of the decision making that you do as you scale and you get so big, you can't do everything. And I've always been, you know, I've wanted to have my hand in everything and make sure everything's done the proper way, the way I would do it. And that's how most CEOs are, but you get to a point where you have to be able to trust people within your organization to make those decisions and be confident in what those decisions are. And it's hard sometimes. It's hard to, to you know, trust diversify, diversify people, yeah. the, the, you know, the major decision making you know, abilities. People make that company. mistake all the time. They're yeah. like, well, I can do it better or I can't trust them to do it. And yeah, it's hard. People yeah. make that mistake when they're growing their businesses. Oh, for sure. I can, you know, piggyback off of that and say that that's, that's something I've struggled with as well is micromanaging, being a perfectionist. And what I found is that I have done a poor job still to this day and I'm growing of 
taking what it is I do and creating some type of flowchart system or process so mm -hmm. that anyone can replicate it. Yeah. And so I will hire someone and say, here's your job, go. And when it's not done as well as I was just doing it, getting frustrated and being like, why don't you know how to do this? It's yeah, like, why oh, am I paying I never, you? Because <laughs> I never told you how to do it. Yeah. My bad. And so, you know, something, whether it's a process I've created or some way that I've integrated what everyone does, like marketing to work specific to my business and say, oh, you have a marketing background, handle it. Well, they might not know how I market. And so one of the hard parts for me off of what you're saying is not just micromanaging and the emotional release of letting someone else have that role, right? But then uh, being taking the time to properly equip them with the system process from A to Z of how to do it. And one thing I've overcome that with that I've done with my personal assistant is actually uh, if it's like something that's done online like software, screen sharing it or screen casting it so it's yeah. recorded like a Camtasia mm -hmm. and using a microphone and literally if it's a 30 minute video, it's a 30 minute video of showing them yeah. every single thing so that now it's recorded and they can watch it 800 times if they need to until they have that memorized. So that's something I've started doing recently that will that's help a lot. That's a good idea. Yeah, I yeah, love that. really good idea. I'm always curious to know tools, resources, and different things like that that people are capitalizing on. There's over a billion apps. There's so many different websites and platforms and tools and resources we could be capitalizing on, whether it's Odesk, 99designs, LegalZoom, Infusionsoft, Fiverr, you know, different social media platforms for productivity, for health, for whatever. Evernote, we were talking about a couple of them earlier, but it's like, I want to know what you think are the one or two things that you're using that have changed your life or your business. Do you guys have any tools, resources, or apps that, you know, I mean, it's integrated in Dropbox on almost everything. Okay. I have every company, you know, yeah. differentiated within Dropbox for sure. But legally speaking, I mean, I used to, you know, skimp on that w way earlier on. You're like, I'm oh, in at such an extra expense. Yeah, let's just do LegalZoom or let's just do use this mm. company or do a Wyoming Corp, whatever it may be. And that will always come back and, and bite you. You know, you've got to be, I think with legal legal terms and legal documents, LOIs, contracts, et cetera, you got to go full show and you got to pay that dollar and it, it'll help you in the long run for sure. Yeah, I was just having this conversation. There are several things in life you never want to discount. Yeah. Tattoos, right? <laughs> Medical care, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I can go to Mexico and get this operation for cheap and legal yeah. either advice or structuring. And we literally just have this conversation that, you know, you might be able to get some discounts in some things in life, but there are other things that you're going to have to live with the rest of your life yeah. uh, that you definitely want the dis discounts on. So that's huge. For me, it's nothing sexy. The thing that I've noticed has been working the greatest as far as changing my business right now is Google, um, Google calendars. Nothing exciting, but I have so many different people messing with my schedule, like even booking this out, that the fact that they all have the usernames and the passwords and can all see without having to call each other, email, just looking at my calendar and seeing whether it's open or not, and then each of them scheduling things has made my life way easier because if my wife and I or kids and I have something planned, I just put it in there and say block, B-L-O-C-K, nobody can touch that. I feel like with the dynamic here, we could just go back and forth for days, but oh, yeah. um, I appreciate you guys for coming on the show. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. <laughs>